Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Oh, man, it is here. Is this the fifth time now that we've done this with this cast of luminaries? Danny LaRue from The Athletic and Real GM Radio podcast. Kevin Pelton from ESPN and Dan Feldman from NBC. As tradition dictates, how's it going, guys? Oh, it's going great. Wait, we didn't all talk over each other. I know. I was. Uh, I was that's very disappointing. But uh, don't worry, there'll be plenty of that to come. <laughs> so, Dan, uh, how is uh, how's the snow in Detroit right now? It is terrible. I grew up here. I can't stand it. I hate it. I'm so mad that uh, my one getaway during the winter has been All-Star Weekend and even Charlotte or Los Angeles or New Orleans. And right now, uh, getting ready to go to Chicago in a couple weeks. Chicago, it's underrated, actually, how much less it snows in Chicago. But it's uh, cold. It's not the snow. It's the cold. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's... uh, It is difficult. And you're going to have to be, like, walking around it and stuff, too. Yeah. I You're... uh, it's like your entire landscape is just covered in melted cheese. Right <laughs> just can't even get around. It's awful. And, and Danny, we talk like every day, so I know how you are already. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's uh, do this the way we normally do. We split the teams up between the four of us, and we're going to try it and make some trades. Try to make it pretty realistic here. This, uh, we don't necessarily put in our own lenses of who we think is good or what we would be doing with these teams there's a little of that but we're also just trying to predict here what's going to happen at this trade deadline so we'll go through an order alternate here and just talk about each of our teams uh, and what we have in mind i generally have the teams that were most likely deemed sellers it's tough to categorize this year especially because the so few teams are are out of it but why don't we start with the Sacramento Kings here? We uh, have Bogdan Bogdanovich at a, re- a restricted free agent. You're going to have to bowl us over uh, for him. Rashawn Holmes, again, playing really well, a part of what we're doing, but the fit with Bagley isn't amazing. You, you could bowl us over for him as well if you're interested. And same thing with uh, Nemanja Bialica, who has uh, a non guaranteed year next year at about $7 million. We are also looking to move to Wayne Dedman without taking back uh, any negative assets. KP? Uh, the Atlanta Hawks are looking to add a starting center and potentially add some second-round picks by taking on salary as the one team with cap space. Dan? The Boston Celtics would like to upgrade at center, and another power forward would be nice, but it's not a necessity. The LA Clippers would like to add a player worthy of a championship closing five really whatever position they play and we have a first round pick and a ton of matching salary plus some pretty good seconds depending on what offers are on the table but what will the los angeles clippers be doing at the deadline that's the real question uh orlando is 
still trying to make the playoffs, but we're willing to listen on Evan Fournier and Kem Birch as well. I think it could make a, a nice backup center option for some teams, but uh, we're not desperately looking to, to move anyone. We also would, would think about moving Al Farouk Aminu uh, to get off of his salary for next year uh, if the price isn't too high. Uh, the Denver Nuggets are hoping to get value for their impending restricting f- restricted free agents Malik Beasley and Juancho Hernan Gomez without adding salary because we're peril- perilously close to the luxury tax. And if there is a star who comes on the market that we can consolidate some talent for, uh, we'd, we'd love to get in that bidding, but uh, not expecting that. Buck's here. Uh, we'd like to add a 3 and D small forward who can guard LeBron or Kawhi in the finals and is good enough to actually get minutes on this team. Draft picks, young players like DJ Wilson, Sterling Brown, Pat Connaughton, maybe even Dante DiVincenzo are available. We've got Ursan Ilyasova and maybe Robin Lopez for salary matching, uh, though if Robin Lopez gets traded, uh, we'd have to address backup center. And his brother. I think they'll be okay. <laughs> Oklahoma City Thunder are willing to listen to offers on Danilo Gallinari, though we want to be impressed with it. We're happy to keep him for the rest of the season. We're also looking to trade Andre Robertson for somebody who can help, ideally somebody who has some sort of cost control for next season if we can find the right player. The Washington Wizards are willing to move Isaiah Thomas or Ish Smith for a team with point guard help. Jordan McRae, if there's a team that needs some scoring. Davis Bertans isn't available. He's a huge part of our future, unless you put at least a solid first with some upside in play. Uh, we cannot go into the tax. We are $3.5 million below that right now. The LA Lakers, uh, much like the Clippers, hoping to add someone who could be a part of our closing five, except for the whole parts about having 2020 first round pick available and lots of matching salary. <laughs> Rockets here. We're always going to chase stars. Uh, this year, we're particularly looking for better forwards, somebody who can defend, ideally also shoot. All our draft picks are on the table. We're doing whatever it takes to win a championship this season. Uh, if we happen to get under the luxury tax line, that'd be a total fluke and accident. <laughs> <laughs> the Minnesota Timberwolves are looking for our creator of the future and initiator of ball handler, and we are willing to listen to offers on Robert Covington, but we are not planning to trade him. So, impress us the golden state warriors are looking to trade a ball handler and creator of the future to some team for a superstar uh we are also looking to move kavan looney and alec burks and possibly jacob evans without taking back any salary in return to get out of the tax this year and out of the repeater tax for next year uh we are willing to trade the assets that we have that will not be specified to (laughs) make that happen and that's it for now New Orleans Pelicans would like to convert some of their expiring contracts into longer-term salary. Mavericks here. Uh, We'd like to trade for Willie Cauley-Stein, an idea I totally had first before it actually happened, and I'm (laughs) not at all bitter that they stole that right out from under me. Look, we've Uh, got the receipts on this one. (laughs) I'd also like to add a defensive wing, uh, an additional playmaker maybe. Uh, Ideally, it's one player. The Miami Heat are looking to add players who can be a part of our present and our future without, I mean, we can't go over the hard cap and we're right at it. So we can't add salary for this season. And if we could get out from under some of our bad contracts for next year, we would love to do it, but we don't really have the assets to offload them. So we'll probably just sit here and smile. The New York Knicks are making available pretty much everyone who is not Mitchell Robinson and RJ Barrett, Marcus Morris. We are looking for a first round pick. For him, and then Taj Gibson, 
Wayne Ellington, Reggie Bullock, Bobby Portis, Julius Randle, Alfred Payton, and Dennis Smith Jr. Maybe in a little bit different of a category there, but uh, lots of guys available for this Knicks team. Despite Friday's thrilling win in San Antonio, the Phoenix Suns are realistic about our playoff chances with uh, the NBA's hardest schedule the remainder of the season. So we will consider... You, they're realistic. realistic i know yeah yeah uh, <laughs> they're realistic that's unrealistic I know. <laughs> so we will consider selling on aaron baines and dario sharic both of them impending free agents nets here it's pretty glaring we need one more piece or two more pieces <laughs> philadelphia 76ers are looking to build the best possible team for this year that probably means different looks and options but we want to keep our main players together. So there'll be moves more on the margins if we can make them happen. The Detroit Pistons are reluctantly going to make all-star center Andre Drummond available. And we also are reluctantly looking to trade all-star candidate Derek Rose. <laughs> but we're looking for something significant there because he's our only draw and bright spot. Uh, we can't take on any salary to go above the tax. We are right up against it. Uh, we would also take on longer-term money for Reggie Jackson if an asset came with it. And, again, we can't go over the luxury tax, so. And uh, Markeith Morris is available. We'd also like to potentially move Kyrie Thomas if a team would like to take him to open up a little maneuvering room uh, below the tax. The Portland Trailblazers are hoping to convert expiring contracts into longer-term salary, specifically looking to add a long-term option at small forward and also cut our luxury tax bill in the process without sacrificing our competition for the eighth seed in the Western Conference. The San Antonio Spurs want to continue our long playoff streak. We want to maintain chemistry. Uh, we're not going to ignore calls about our stars, but we're not going to be listening that closely either. The Chicago Bulls are willing to listen to offers on 2019 signings Thaddeus Young and Thomas Sadoransky, but we're willing to keep them too. Both of those guys are part of theoretically our present. And we'll, we'll also listen on Otto Porter if a team is, is interested there with his player option. The Cleveland Cavaliers are reluctantly going to make all-star power forward Kevin Love available, but only because <laughs> we're rebuilding and not because he doesn't want to be here anymore. We would also happily move our expiring contracts for money for next year if the price is right uh we've got tristan thompson available there brandon knight john henson matthew delvadova some real luminaries uh, available for your expiring contract pleasure uh the toronto raptors are not looking to trade any of the several veterans who helped us win the 2019 nba championship a sentence that we cannot say often enough but we would be looking to clear Norman Powell's salary off our 2021 books if we could get back a wing who can also help us now but has a shorter contract and maybe even is a little overpaid. Oh, get ready for some hate mail, Kevin. <laughs> uh, the Grizzlies plan to trade, not buy out, Andre Iguodala. Uh, we want to maintain our good vibes, maybe trade Jay Crowder, but we're not as certain as we once were. And uh, maybe we'd even trade for help now, but we're not going to get carried away with that. The Indiana Pacers are largely going to keep the band together. We still want to see how this all works with Victor Oladipo. If somebody, somebody's going to have to bowl us over for Miles Turner, we are not intending at all to trade him right now. All right, two teams left here. The Charlotte Hornets, also willing to take on long-term money for expiring contracts for a price. And we've got Marvin Williams available, Biznak Biombo, Michael Kidd-Gilchrist, uh, Willie Hernan Gomez, uh, maybe if anyone is interested in a backup, backup center. Uh, Dwayne Bacon as a restricted free agent maybe could be available uh, if someone had some interest in him. And if somebody's looking for a center who's under contract for next year, uh, Cody Zeller. 
Utah Jazz, we already won the trade deadline. We got Jordan Clarkson, and we've been the NBA's best team ever since. I guess the Western <laughs> Conference's best team. Milwaukee's probably still ahead of us. But uh, we're not we're not resting on our laurels. We would still like to add a front court backup. For anybody who doesn't consume everything Kevin Pelton says and writes, uh, he is very much against the idea that Jordan Clarkson is the reason the Jazz are not winning. <laughs> Just wanted to get that out there. I think that was only in our private conversations, as it turns out. I haven't, I haven't shared that one publicly yet. But yeah, he's the reason they have a plus 25.4 net rating when he's not on the court. Yeah, it's all because of Jordan Clarkson. Well, it allows them to consolidate every other good player on the team into every lineup when he's not out there. <laughs> all right, let's take a quick break here, and then we'll get right to it with the 2020 mock trade deadline. All right, so the way we try and do this, obviously – the temporal aspect of it, you can't do this with only four of us. There'd be a lot of calls going on simultaneous to this, but we try to put it in order here so that some of the biggest dominoes are taken care of first, whether they're available, whether they're not, because that is going to affect things further down the line. So who would like to give it a shot first here with uh, some of your bigger players that you might be thinking about moving to just kind of Get an idea what the market is uh, if, in fact, uh, you're willing to make those, that known. Thunder here, we're not anticipating moving Chris Paul, but he is an important calibrator for us. If somebody gives us a big offer, then that will change the way we think about it. I don't know, Houston, you want to do Russell Westbrook for Chris Paul and you can give us another two first-round picks? <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't uh, sound that terrible. <laughs> um, I mean, we'll what picks. generally would be, would be the price for for Chris Paul here. I mean, I know he's got this huge contract going forward. Everyone knows that the $44 million for the 21, 22 season. I mean, are you just straight up giving him away? No, we, we, can, we, we consider him a pretty close to neutral, but maybe a slight positive asset. It would depend on how much salary relief we have. The, the unusual part about the thunder is, yeah, it's great to have cap space, but we don't have these insane aspirations. Like we're going to get a, an elite player with that. So, we, we're happy to keep Chris Paul around. It's not a, it's not an urgent thing. So if if the salary is close to matching, maybe a, a like a modest asset, a young player who's interested in us. I don't. We love a first, but we don't think that's realistic. So if anybody has an offer, we'll listen. Buck's not here. Uh, let me grumble again about the real life things that interrupted this mock trade deadline. I really plan to have a a package ready to go for Chris Paul from Milwaukee. I think you can't trust. Eric Bledsoe in the playoffs, he might be good enough, but you can't trust him there. And I thought it made a lot of sense. Uh, but the Bucks have been so vehement about not trading Eric Bledsoe, I do believe them. Wizards here. What would you need to take on John Wall for Chris Paul? Everything. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean that is that is somehow we are we are getting a point guard with a worse contract. We just traded away Russell Westbrook, and John Wall is injured right now no no it would be i don't know that you have the assets to make that happen especially because you can't trade bradley beal okay i think those are the only one of uh, and again you actually would like what if uh would a future dallas first round pick plus expiring contracts interest you from the knicks okay so the, so so in just, that context just go ahead and say no <laughs> i mean that is that is actually really interesting um like because then i mean you get out of that money but God, that's such a, it's such a, okay. I mean, I, hey, th there have been some reports that our, our jobs could be in danger here. We need to win more games. We've got to solidify this situation here in New York. What, 
which of your which of your assets? Because we could turn some of those into other assets at the. Would would you well, include well, Mar- a, a future Dallas? Would you include have, no? Uh, like what I'm saying is, would Marcus Morris be a part of your? Would he be a part of the, the salary coming to us? Oh, you know, I don't think so because I we'd want to. We think he's worth the first on his own. Okay. Um. I, I mean, let me let me let me just our... let me just take a break from the peanut, to ask the peanut gallery. This is not something I think the Thunder would do, but don't we all agree that that would actually be a kind of a smart risk avoidance move from their part? Yes. Yeah, I mean, from a long term perspective, it'd be tough to uh, give away any chance of competing this year. But well, but you probably still make the playoffs, right? I mean, you you have this. You got enough of a cushion, right? Um, give although the with the right match with the right matchup in the playoffs with Chris Paul, you have a chance at a first round upset without him. Not really. Yeah, I mean, we'd be talking something like Bobby Portis, Taj Gibson, Wayne Ellington, well, I, I Alfred think, Payton. You know, that, I, I will tell you this. That's point, where the, the roster comes spot. in is because, yeah, roster spots. Although the low end of the Thunder's roster is... Uh, yeah, I mean, we could take back... Yeah, fruit. you could take back Burton. There are lots we, of ways to make it. You could get you out of the tax this year, too. Yeah. Uh, so here, here's how I'll, I'll play this. I'll, as me, as Danny LaRue, I, that's the type of trade that, even though I love Chris Paul, that I would do. But however, I do not think Sam Presti would. I don't think that's where they see it. So I'm going to, I'm going to side with the Sam Presti part of me and, and reject that. And, and don't we think like the Knicks would do that in the off season if they're interested, right? I mean, I guess there's the job saving aspect, but you can, maybe there's a window, uh, around draft time. I mean, who knows how quick the Knicks are going to move on this, on, you know, uh, Steve Mills or if they will at all, but maybe you can bet on it being there in the off season and you get whatever satisfaction out of this season you'll get with Chris Paul and still be able to do something in the summer uh, when the Knicks don't get any other star. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Actually, ultimately, the Knicks wouldn't do that though because it would it, the money that goes from it, into it would right. capsize their twenty twenty one plan. Uh, but I mean, the New York moral hazards might do it. <laughs> <laughs> and that that's what they are at this point. Uh, okay, so so you don't see anything else for for Chris Paul there? I mean, Utah it like Utah yeah. would have been an interesting one when they were struggling. Uh, the the forty four million in. 22 or 21 22 is a big issue for them because that's when uh donovan mitchell's extension kicks in and rudy gobert potentially would be on supermax at that point as well so you know financially it probably wouldn't work but a conley for paul trade would have been really interesting before they started winning all their games this is where i can mention that one version of the the bucks uh packages i had laid out was using conley as a stepladder and bledsoe would have gone to utah and then uh then the bucks would have flipped conley for chris paul but not happening. Wow, this is we're one player in and we're already lamenting the lament is an important part player. of the mock deadline podcast. <laughs> uh Miami not interested in Chris Paul at all? It's just too hard to make all the to make all this yeah. all of it work the, the right. 20, now. Tw- the twenty twenty one money is is a killer there. Right. And, and and also we're so close against the hard cap and so we have to it's not only just matching salary it's exceeding salary and that's that's a little bit difficult for Miami. I like that I threw a version of this in the trade machine uh the the Chris Paul to New York trade and somehow that made the Knicks worse according to this. <laughs> I mean every, you could just make an assumption that every trade somehow makes the Knicks worse. <laughs> yeah, does it downgrade Chris Paul when he go like oh if the Knicks want him maybe there's some flaws in his game that we didn't see. <laughs> um so Okay, see, what are you thinking about doing with the rest of your players? I, I mean, if you're going to hold on to Chris Paul, I'm guessing you're trying to compete this year. You're better than you thought you'd be. Uh, are, are you going to still test the market for some of these other guys that you have? Yeah, I would say Gallinari is to us the most the mo- the one that we're most willing to trade because he is a pending unrestricted free agent. 
there are a lot of the things he could prioritize. We might bring him back. Who knows? But I would say for a, for a reasonable asset, I would love it to be a late first round pick. But if it's a strong second and a player of, of note, we would, we would consider it. Um, especially because a, a Gallo move could get us under the luxury tax, which is something we'd prefer. Yeah. I don't think any of my teams would be interested there. Um, I, uh, let me think about it for the magic. Anybody else want to make an offer while you do that? Or while I do that? Our teams have sort of moved on because we were assuming that Gallo was unlikely to move anyway. I, I, they're one of my teams. I thought about something with Minnesota, but the problem is the asset return because Minnesota, um, they, they basically only have crab and that's just such a huge downgrade that it's, it doesn't really count. Yeah. Portland, I guess that not interested in Gallo anymore if, if they well, ever were. I mean, we really need a small forward. You can't defend small forwards at this point. You can defend everyone, Kevin. Okay, it's a very so, optimistic take. So Gallo, is, and I guess for each of these guys who doesn't get traded, it becomes less likely that the next one does because you're kind of more down the path of just trying to compete this year, it seems like. Yeah, and if somebody, well, as Oklahoma City, if somebody changes their mind on Gallo, just reach out and, and we'll, we, but the terms that we set are basically the, the terms that we will accept at any point, And it's not, it's not going to change because we know where we are. And then with Adams and Gallinari, um, I was or sorry with Adams and Dennis Schroeder. Again, we'll listen, but we're not shedding salary is not something that's desirable for us. Because, like it's it's not an important part of this because we're doing that. So they we need they need to be seen as as positive assets. And so if a team was willing to treat them as such, then we'll listen. But otherwise, no, thank you. Atlanta would have some interest in Stephen Adams. Like, how positive are you talking in terms of assets coming back? I know he hasn't been great this year, but Cam Reddish feels like somebody that we could do something with. Is he? Is he available, or is it? Are you thinking more lower end than that? More lower end than that? Huh. Okay. So I mean, because because your lower end assets aren't exactly the most intriguing, unless you're thinking future. Like, are you thinking draft picks? Because obviously, we know Herder, Herder, and Hunter are above Reddish in your pecking order. I would correct. Assume. I mean, the one, one thing we were thinking is potentially returning to you the portion of your 2022 first round pick that you traded us in the Dennis Schroeder deal. Okay. Interesting. Hawks have DeAndre Bembry available, a wing who can't shoot. Sam Presti. <laughs> oh, it's catnip. <laughs> it's so, it, I mean, we just got Roby. I mean, how many, The and the answer is there are more that I'm pursuing. So, um, uh, so basically that's, that first it's, um, we can, it conveys, it conveys if we make the playoffs and then it becomes seconds if it, if it doesn't. It is top 20 protected. Top 20 protected. And for okay. only a single season. A single season. Yeah. I love doing that as Sam Presti. Uh, <laughs> you really do. I, I really do. Um, God, this is it's another one of those like challenging ones. As Oklahoma City, Adams makes twenty seven point five million for next year. And so, well, how how yeah. are you, how are you proposing this deal happens? Because you don't have this much cap space. So you're just using like Chandler Parsons or something. Yeah, let me correct myself. By the way, that is it is lottery protected. It goes to us okay. if you guys make the playoffs in twenty two. Yeah. So, you know, the, it gives you the chance to compete. If by that point your rebuild is well, far it, it also it also compete. I mean we have other picks that can protect with stepping rules, but it does allow us some latitude to trade our own picks, which is somewhat nice. So the construction we could go in terms of salary, it would either probably be Parsons or potentially Evan Turner and Alex Len. Um, could you do Jeff T? Because he could he could help us. Could you don't have enough point guards? Uh, <laughs> we can always use more point guards. Damn it. Um, okay, but we know okay, so, you, so you're thinking Turner and who was the other guy? Alex Latin. So that way you, you know, fill in that center rotation a little bit. But we do, uh, and we, we roster spots. Okay. So the you money on that, on, we would get under the tax uh, on both of those considerations. Hmm. Uh, I think that the, uh, the Parsons version would not quite, would not quite. Yeah. I, I was liking the other one better anyway. Um, 
Like with Len, Len and Turner, would that get you yeah. enough salary? Can we? Is there? Is there a, a, a? It doesn't have to be like your second this year, but is there that like one small thing coming back w- would help? Is there anybody that you have there? I Golden think State two thousand twenty six second round pick. Sure. All right. Well, while we're here, we should at least call Detroit about Andre Drummond and see what they're thinking. I think we prefer. I think Stephen Adams is a better fit for us, both contractually and player wise. But just just curious, what uh, Detroit is thinking with Andre Drummond? Well, I think we would need to get. Uh, a first-round pick or a significant young player back for him. What do you think about that Oklahoma City? I mean, I guess if we're if we're doing that either way, then then yeah, I think we'd probably rather do Stephen Adams. Yeah, I mean, it, it is unfortunate. It makes us a little bit. It makes us a little bit worse, but we think we can we can replicate it close enough, and we'll make the playoffs this year anyway. How do you guys like? I, I that's a deal I'm willing to do, and I'm willing to to sign off on it. But if there's any like thought vetoes from anybody else that you think you think vehemently the other way let me know i i got thoughts but I mean, I'll, I'll keep it to myself here i don't want to I'll, I'll uh i'll save it until the until afterwards it's not i don't think it's totally unrealistic same i mean it's interesting because this was not a deal i had in my board as atlanta at all but it, it actually does i think make more sense than the ones that i did have at center for them yeah for, for okc the my issue is this is kind of the weirdest way to get under the tax because it actually does make us materially worse and it's not like it's not, you know what I think I'm going to pull out because I think that the 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 problem is like Stephen Adams what part of the reason he makes sense for your books is the same reason he makes sense for mine is that it's one more year and then you're out and then maybe he ends up costing a lot of money who, who cares and OKC's books are fine enough for next year that getting out of that money doesn't really help us that much. So what what was the asset that was going to be going back again? So Atlanta is giving up an asset to get him right. Twenty twenty six second. Um, and and the and the protection of the, basically we get back the second half that is pretty good though getting back so basically OKC owes Atlanta already a 2022 second that only conveys if the Thunder make the playoffs so 2022 first 22 sorry 22 first sorry um and so basically then it would it would be it doesn't convey at all is basically so we get we get back that half kind of like the the Pacers Alfred Payton trade from or Pace, uh, the Sixers Alfred Payton trade going back to when he was drafted. Okay, so basically it's OKC is now free to make the playoffs in 2022 without giving up their pick. Correct. Correct. And okay. then we get Atlanta's 26 second. But from the Hawks standpoint, uh, Golden State's from the Hawks okay. standpoint, like that's probably that's probably not going to convey in 2022. I mean, we'll see where the the Thunder are in their rebuilding process at yeah. that point. But you got to assume that a lot of the guys that are making helping them make the playoffs now are not going to be a part of that team or, you know, if it's Chris Paul are not going to be at the same level 2 years from now. Yeah. So so really the appeal there is that it would give the Thunder cap space this summer. Yeah, which we, which doesn't really have that much appeal to us. Yeah. So basically the question here is would you rather have Steven Adams for 27 million or 27 million in cap space this summer? That's that's what these two teams are wrestling with right now. Yeah, it is. Because I, I think the Golden State 2026 second and the unlikely to convey first rounder, probably the first rounder is a little more valuable to me, but it's, the, you know, it might be close depending on what you think of the Thunder's chance of being in the playoffs in 2022 are. It does turn into multiple second round picks in that case, although they wouldn't necessarily be that year. They don't come until 2024 and 2025. So we are, you're potentially not getting seeing anything from this trade until 2024. All right. But anyway, now that we determined. What it is, no one wants to do it. Well, I, think, I, think, I, think, I think KP still wants to do it. but Yeah, I still want to die. 
Yeah, I, I, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna pull out just because the benefits to OKC are so, so marginal, and like he's an important part of what they're doing. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn it down. Do we oh, want to do, was... do, do the Drummond part of this now, or save that for later? No, no, let's. Uh, we could talk Drummond here if you, if you guys are ready. Yeah, I mean that's what we're looking for. Is I mean he's an All Star center, so we, we can't just give him up as an expiring contract. We got to be able to say to our owner that we got something significant that can be part of our rebuild going forward here. I mean, you can sell that you're getting a first round pick in this construction of the trade, which, you know, I think for you guys is you're not, I don't, I mean, someone else feel free to chime in here if there's another team, but I don't think you're going to do better for Drummond than that. Are you? Uh, if this were more advanced, we would have that tumbleweed sounder right now. <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> I would like to call up Andre Drummond's agent and ask him if he is still planning to opt out this summer. You know, I, I can't really say whether that's going to be the case uh, or not. You know, we got to just uh, just take a little look at uh, the market here and uh, that'll that'll determine it for us. You know, so, I'm going gonna, gonna to tell my client to do what's best for him. I We've taken a look at the market. It doesn't seem great. So, you know, if you could agree now that you're just going to pick up that option, it would make us more comfortable making this trade. Yeah. To, as Atlanta. Yes. Uh, as, I'm as, Andre Dr- as Andre Drummond's assistant agent, it sounds like what Andre Drummond would want is an extension. Yeah, about that. I think we'd rather play it out and see where you and we are in the summer of 2021. I think that would be the best outcome for yeah. both of us. Well, once once being traded, you can't really extend for longer than a year anyway. That'd be okay, you also have right? an eight. You also have a trade bonus, eight percent trade bonus, as an incentive to try to get this trade done. Well, they could also do a wink, wink, nudge, nudge kind of thing, where it's an understanding, but it's not formally agreed to. Well, let, let, let's get back to the to the assets here. Um, you know, I, I think you can assume that Andre Drummond is going to do what's best for Andre Drummond this summer, and you never know who's uh, what's going to be available. I negotiated that player option for a reason. And uh, I, I can't give it away right now. So, uh, it, uh, however, that you know, I like being in Detroit. I don't necessarily need to leave there. So, we'll. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, it, Atlanta. If you're willing to say that you'd want to give me a long-term contract if I opt out this year, along the lines of you know over twenty million a year for at least three years, then yeah, like that. It would, I would kind of wink, wink on that. But if you're not willing to say that you'd do that then, you know, I don't, I would certainly be testing the market, I would say. I don't know how favorable you're going to find the market. <laughs> so uh, back to back to my Detroit guys here, uh, Atlanta, the, the price is always the same. It's, uh, you know, a, a first rounder, significant young prospect. I mean, you've heard our offer. I don't think we're willing to go farther than that. The offer being the uh, protected first rounder from OKC that you just said was very unlikely to convey. <laughs> yes, that, that one. One in the same. But that you can sell to your fans is getting a first round pick in this deal. Which is, is this Brian Colangelo? Are you <laughs> <laughs> to, are you just like watching tapes of the Nerlens Noel trade press conference here? Uh yeah, I, I don't think that's gonna get get it done as an outlet. We'll see what else develops here uh, on the market for him. Okay. Uh because yeah, I mean that's uh you know, this is why we broke off the talks with you in the first place, because you weren't able really able to offer anything significant you know two two seconds from oklahoma city four years from now it's probably not gonna get done so how did we get here oh yeah steven adams <laughs> and uh uh anyone else that you're making available at this point okc i think all of our other stuff is low end, so i think there are there are other players to go all right any other teams with kind of real higher end 
lower end all-star players available uh that you're even willing to like sniff around about a little bit totally quietly without the media finding out trust is very important obviously well Uh, raptors here we are inclined to hang on to our group but you know if someone were willing to give us uh a pick that we would you know that would be reverse protected so it's guaranteed to be in the lottery starting in 2021 because we don't like this year's draft for kyle lowry we'd be interested in talking about that yeah, none of my teams are interested. We're rebuilding. Lowry doesn't do anything for us. Lowry's not a great fit for my teams either. Uh, my teams either. <laughs> Does nobody need a point guard? Maybe maybe there's a lesson right there. All right. Well, that's fine with us. Uh, with Marcus Ole and Serge Ibaka, you know, we'd at least probably need a good second to think about moving those two guys. Yeah, again, not in- my rebuilding teams are not interested there. Clippers here. Can we circle back with you after a few other things happen? Sure. We're not okay. going anywhere. Okay. Because we 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 are we have the seconds to make that work, but we don't have a ton of matching salary, so we kind of need to see a few other conversations. Okay, Pelicans here again. We just got Zion Williamson back. He's only played by the time this podcast comes out, presumably three games. Uh, we want to see how he fits with the rest of our team. We don't want to break things up. We hope to be competitive. We think we can still make the playoffs this year and hope to be competitive next year. But if somebody were willing to give us a young player with clear all-star potential or a pick that we would expect to land in the top five beyond this season in another first-round pick, then we'd be willing to talk about Drew Holiday. Conceptually, Minnesota and Philadelphia are both interested but won't meet that price. Among my own teams, the Nuggets are interested, but we're not willing to give up Michael Porter Jr., and I, I don't think we have anything else that meets that criteria. Yeah, my teams don't want to go that high for him either. I mean, part of the thing about a Drew Holiday trade is like most of these trades are you trade star in prime for multiple picks or multiple young players or some combination thereof. The Pelicans just already got all of that for Anthony Davis. So there doesn't seem to be the same incentive for them to trade Drew Holiday unless he's really unhappy and wants out next season before his 2021 player option. Yeah, the only thought that I had is Miami, which to me actually has an underrated trove of good assets now you know depending on what you think of hero and duncan robinson and kendrick nunn and uh derrick jones jr but again more the quantity approach than the quality unless you're really high on on tyler hero i don't know if i would put him in that you know likely future all-star category just yet and i'm not giving up bam for drew yeah right which who who would fit that yes okay um and pels are you kind of holding on to your vets like uh reddick and and derrick favors uh, presumably for Reddick, you know, maybe if you're willing to offer a first round pick in the lottery this year or that we'd expect to be in the top 20 next year, we'd consider something. But if it's just a, you know, contending team offering us their first round pick, pick for JJ Reddick, then that's not going to get it done. Well, sounds like there's nothing imminent happening there, but I clearly expect something to be imminent for all star Kevin Love <laughs> still producing. Uh, on in the points and rebounds category, shoots it well from three. Championship level player, you can that is literally true as of 2016. Uh, <laughs> so we, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I don't want this getting out publicly, but you know, he is very respectfully, you know, he's always been for the team and trying to build something in Cleveland, but he is very respectfully through his agent indicated that while he loves it in Cleveland, he wouldn't mind a trade to a a contender and solely because we want to do the right thing for him and not due to any other pressures. uh, We are reluctantly making him available 
as long as we can get back some kind of a, a positive asset, uh, you know, in the in the first round pick type of category. Yeah, that's a problem because this, the Suns and Blazers are both wondering what other what other first round picks you might be reluctantly making available with him for us to take on his salary. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this would just be for, just for straight up expiring contracts. Yeah, in Portland's case, Hassan Whiteside. In Phoenix's case, some combination of Tyler Johnson, Frank Kaminsky, and whatever else would be needed to make it work. Yeah, I mean, we are, as the Cavaliers, we've got about $5 million below the tax right now, and we want to still have some maneuvering room to just sign guys to 10 days and stuff uh, as the season goes on. So we can't take on that much money for him. I mean, both Phoenix in particular would be able to add salary. I don't think that would be an issue. Yeah, and we actually only have uh, 13 rostered players right now, so we could maybe take on a, a little bit more there. Uh, so what were you saying? You're saying, uh, w- could you make Dario Saric available? No, he's too valuable. Oh, um, yeah, I mean, I just, uh, I got to come back with something here for all-star Kevin Love, even if it's kind of wink, wink, we know it's not that amazing, but just something that could be sold uh, to some degree here. I mean, if it's if it's value neutral as the Suns, we'd rather go into next season as the you know only team like legitimately in the playoff mix that has substantially more than mid level cap space, and we think we can run free agency. And is is disappointing as free agency is, it's actually sneaky strong in terms of power forwards next year. So we're not super excited on the Kevin Love deal, even though he would definitely help us. No one tell Phoenix that the Grizzlies exist, by the way. <laughs> Fair point. I don't think they're in the market for a power forward. <laughs> uh, uh, and from Portland's standpoint, like taking on Love would push us into the luxury tax next season. Uh, you know, it'd become dramatically like there's an outside chance we can avoid the repeater tax at any point here if we get out of the tax this year. And frankly, we think that small forward is a bigger need for us than power forward because at this point we've decided that Zach Collins is a power forward. Yusuf Nurkic is our center where we have a need is at small forward. Whoa, 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 whoa. Is Neil O'Shea saying that they have a need at forward? I don't think that's realistic. <laughs> We're not saying that publicly. That's internally. <laughs> Fine. Uh, okay, so so Blazers and Phoenix are the only ones interested in love. Celtics here. Uh, you know, if you would do a love for Gordon Hayward swap and you could sell it as, you know, you're getting a younger all-star in Gordon Hayward. But we're definitely looking for, you know, a a prime pick back for taking on love's salary. Yeah, I mean, what's a prime pick? Like one of our first? That, that yeah. we can't do, obviously. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's just there's no reason to do it. I mean, I think we'll probably just hold on to him at this point and uh, he can continue to be the awesome veteran leader and mentor that he's been uh, his entire time uh, over these last uh, over this rebuild and <laughs> you know if he makes it through this year healthy it's a one fewer years uh, of salary only three left after that and maybe some some bad contracts will get signed and we can we could take those back it doesn't seem like anyone has any uh you know the the construction would need to be taking someone back for even worse salary and maybe getting a pick as well but that salary well, just isn't out there speaking, now. speaking of even worse salary minnesota here how would you feel about andrew wiggins Straight up, Andrew Wiggins for Kevin Love. We because Wiggins is younger and has more room to improve. We would like something modest in return. We think that, like, you know, <laughs> so maybe Kevin Porter Jr. Would that be Would that be acceptable? Oh no, Kevin Porter Jr. is our our future. As, as what a, about What about either Sexton or Darius Garland? No, <laughs> what no direction chance. are we going? I mean, I mean, are, are we like 
I realize that Andrew Wiggins is younger, but he's never been good ever in his career. And Kevin Love is like still a good player. He was good for a couple weeks, like a month or two ago. Oh, yeah. And and plus he'd be returning back to his roots as a, as a Cleveland Cavalier draftee. You could sell that. You could sell that to your fan base. You could all sorts. He, he of, could, you could show the pictures of him in the hat and him playing that one summer league game. You, you yeah, can think, have him on the how, cover of Sports Illustrated. I'm coming home. Think think of how much money could be made by reprising a new version of that Swingman jersey commercial, where, where they give him the Cavs jersey when he's already been traded. Now he can get that jersey again. <laughs> Uh, please, please, someone mock up in Photoshop the Andrew Wiggins "I'm Coming Home" Sports Illustrated. Please do that. Uh, but yeah, that's a deal I, I think is intellectually interesting. It's something that came up uh, doing doing some work for the Athletic. But I think that I think that it's just it's too sticky for those two teams to actually make something work. Also, Wiggins, I mean, uh, Love and Towns create some problems too. On one end of the floor, other end, pretty glorious. Well, so. Let's let's stay with Minnesota here and go the other direction, which is Minnesota would like to talk to the Golden State Warriors about one D'Angelo Russell, who already spurned us once, and we will, now we're still interested in him. Now we're ready to get um, spurned I, again. I, I hear uh, Carl Anthony Towns really wants out of there. You want to do uh, Russell for Towns? Have you heard about and, Andrew Wiggins? He had a really good couple weeks a few weeks ago. Um, yeah, I mean, we could do Russell and our... 2020 first rounder for Carl Anthony Towns. We That's are probably... we are not trading Carl Anthony Towns. The whole point is to pair those two players together. So we are we will not include Carl Anthony Towns in any trade for D'Angelo Russell. If you are willing to engage us on a trade involving Wiggins or involving Robert Covington, we can do it. But those are the only two primaries. That will be no, I mean I think that the reason we made this deal for Russell is number one, we think he's good and he can absolutely play extremely well with Clay Thompson and Steph Curry, and it means absolutely nothing that we've been a 10 win team that's been worse with him on the floor this year but number two because he is a big enough salary and we have these other assets where we can move him he's really our only way to take back a real significant max contract so uh unless we are getting a max player that is also attached to that max contract uh we are not willing to move him at, at this time especially now that we have this high first round pick in 2020 that we could add to him to really get the next superstar that becomes available okay we'll talk to you in june yeah well when carl anthony towns asks out and you're even have even less leverage yeah that'll be great uh, he's still under contract we're not worried yeah i guess there's not really much threat of him not trying on defense because that's already happening <laughs> he doesn't really have uh, any other stops to pull out to, to get out of there um all right well this is uh, we're not getting a lot done here, but we got to get through some of these uh, these bigger names here. Uh, so speaking of not getting a lot done here, uh, <laughs> DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge are on the Spurs. Uh, we're, we're not pitching them. We're not selling them. Uh, if somebody wants to talk about it, we're not going to hang up. Yeah, I mean, Woj did intimate the other day that you guys, Spurs, might be willing to move one of those guys for... A good first round pick, not just you know an end of the first round type of pick. So, uh, presumably, those are are in theory still your thoughts. Pelicans here. What kind of draft pick would you need if the construction were Derek Favors, Nicolo Melli, and Darius Miller for Aldridge and Marco Bellinelli? Bellinelli and Redick together again. <laughs> <laughs> We'd need to trade for Ilyasova then. Yeah, like a a low lottery pick mid-lottery pick something like that hmm. i mean we're definitely hoping not to have any right. mid lottery picks and and we probably wouldn't project you for one if you're getting lamarcus aldridge yeah. i mean exactly. you got those lakers picks out in the future 
I mean, yeah, I think that, we that 2021 Lakers this. pick stacks up, right? It's protected eight through 30. Uh, so that puts it in the range we're looking at. Yeah. And it's unprotected it's, in 2022. I mean, it's tough because of the fact that that's a lot to give up for someone who is probably not a part of our long-term core and we're still such a young team. But we like the fact that Aldridge matches up with 2021 timetable. We think we can have be a, you know, a player in free agency that summer by, be by virtue of having, you know, by that point, probably a top five to 10 player in the league in Zion Williamson. What if we, what if, what if we gave you some sort of a swap option on that Lakers pick or, or maybe the best of our three picks? The best of your three picks in 2021? Yeah. Or, or 22 if the Lakers pick doesn't convey. No, I think we'd just want that, that straight Lakers pick where we either get the top seven pick or unprotected in 2022. I mean, you know, LaMarcus Aldridge has become very important to our identity as we've picked it up a little. And Derek Favors is, is a solid player, uh, but we are losing a lot of floor spacing there, and that's what's propelled us forward. Uh, you know, this is a, a big downgrade for us. Yeah, I mean, Pels, Pels do have some other assets uh, as well, whether it's uh, Didi, who's uh, playing in Australia, 35th overall pick. Last year, got some... Uh, you know, Jackson Hayes, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, I don't know if you're willing to make them available, but just, just putting it out there for uh, the type of guys that, that could grease the skids here rather than the first rounder, if that's something that you guys might be interested in. You got the two two uh, Cleveland seconds as well that you could move? Yes. So there might be a way to, to find the value if you guys agree on, you know, what Aldridge is and how important he is to you. I think we'd do the 2021 Lakers pick. I mean, odds are they're still going to be a very good right. team. Right, and that, that that's what I was just starting to think more about is, okay, we get that top seven pick. That's, like, what we're looking for. But, man, there's uh, there's some downside risk that, you know, they'll still have Anthony Davis, and we're just getting a low first-round pick, and that's not worth it. Like, the more I start to think about it, the more I think, yeah, that's not enough. Uh, because, Counter, counterpoint, is it really not worth it? Well, <laughs> <laughs> co- correct. Uh, trying to be in Spurs mode a little bit here. I mean, I don't think we're willing to include any of our young players in this deal. If it's an additional second round pick, maybe we could talk about that. Yeah, just the more I think about it, there's just not that security of a good asset there. And we're not willing to take that step back in the playoff race for a chance at a really good asset. Which would be unfortunate if we passed you in the playoff race without making this trade. Oh, that's the other thing. I guess I didn't even think clearly enough about that. That, you know, whatever playoff chance we'd have, we're boosting yours. Yeah, that's that's not going to be quite enough for us. You can't trade within your own division. <laughs> you can't trade uh, you with your division and rival. And especially as the Spurs, like, if you believe some of the stuff about the Kawhi Leonard uh, trade reporting, then us especially, we're not going to do that. We won't even trade within the same conference. Well, it worked out pretty well for us. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess then I, there may not be a fit between us. Okay. Those, I, I like that thought, though. The, yeah, the new three-point shooting LaMarcus Aldridge really opens <laughs> really things up. He, he's added value to the Pelicans within the last three weeks here. And, and I'll note that I thought about Aldridge for the Heat, but the the, the price, like the matching salary and price just, just doesn't fit him. We don't have those that, kind of assets. That's my personal favorite, because I think Aldridge would make the Heat legitimate contenders, and then you're still having the 21 cap space. It's not like the Chris Paul problem of as much as he would help Miami, he would take them out of the 21 yeah. race. And I presume that deal would be for your waiters and James Johnson types to uh, equalize out the salary. And then Miami would feel better about giving up an asset as well because you're trading away dead salary. 
Yeah, I mean, the, pro- the problem is that Miami already owes first in 21 and 23 and all their seconds until 27. So it gets really hard and we're not moving Bam, obviously, in that trade. And I think that's too much for, well, I mean, yeah, Win- I could Winslow-, get- Winslow probably has to be the value going back, right? Yeah, I mean, if 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 they consider that, if they consider that, I mean, when I was hearing the price you were negotiating right there, I'm like, oh, well, that's more than Justice Winslow's worth. But if Feldman feels differently, then we can have a conversation. Yeah, I think your gut on that was correct. Okay. Yeah, I will. I would love Aldridge on the Heat as well. It's he just, it's a very to. difficult trade to do logistically. Okay, is that all we got here on on Aldridge? Is it time to start the forward carousel? Um, Spurs. What about, what about All Star yeah. Demar Derozan? Yeah. It. Uh. Well. Magic here. Our concern is that he might we trade for him and he opts out. That's a that's what our big concern is. We, we your, your concern is he will opt out or he won't opt out. Either way, uh, because <laughs> because if he doesn't opt out, then you know he probably doesn't have a market and it's not great money for us. So right. I mean, we're we're treating him as basically a free agent or a bad contract for next year. One of the two. Yeah, uh, we like Markel Fultz. Yeah, that's. Probably not going to happen. Um, it would it would be more. We like Evan Fournier. Okay, obviously there's the opt out concern with him also. No, I mean I think I think what it would have to be is something along the lines of you know a top twenty protected pick in 2021 that would move into seconds. Well, what would the the sal the matching salary be though? Uh I mean we could just do. Yeah, I mean we'd like to hang on to Fournier. Right. As well. I mean, because, uh, you, you know, somebody like Aminu is looking like a, a rough contract now. So, or, the, you know, so with the salary, you're either going to be giving us value or you're going to be unloading negative salary. So that's going to affect the pick. Yeah. I mean, I think we'd be looking at like Terrence Ross and Alfred Aminu. Right. So that's looking pretty negative to us. Yeah. Uh, Timberwolves, Timberwolves here. Pick-wise. Yes. Do you want, would you be interested in giving <laughs> no. Chip Anglin the greatest? No. challenge of his career no no no, no. <laughs> what what about what about using alan crab and basically getting out of that player option for next year no no I, no we we want value for him we're, we're trying to make the playoffs like if somebody gives us value we're open to it more open to it than we are with aldridge uh but we're not just gonna dump him yeah i mean what what about a so so how much more would you need then than a top 20 protected 2021 first i mean just Getting off of Aminu's salary uh, is going to require something. Uh, Terrence Ross, uh, I don't know. He's so hit or miss, and but his contract goes out so long. Where you know, I I think that's probably a negative value contract uh, at this point. And then you're getting DeRozan, who we do think is a helpful player, who we do want something for. So you know, we're, we're definitely looking at uh, the very minimum to even discuss it is like we got to end up with a first round pick. Like it's got to be something that in the end after the protections turns into an unprotected first-round pick where we're guaranteed a first-round pick. And that's just, you know, it depends on exactly how we do it if that's enough. Uh, but that's the bare minimum to have this discussion. Yeah, it just doesn't seem like quite like something we can do. I mean, Aminu has had his nadir. Hopefully he could come back and play reasonably well. Ross hasn't had a great year. And just where we're at as a franchise right now, I don't know if it makes sense to give up a first. So uh, rule us out here on Aldridge. Under Rosen. Well, you can rule us out on Aldridge too. <laughs> was this trade for? Were all these talks for Aldridge, or this was DeRozan? Yeah, no, 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 no. It was, it was DeRozan. So. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say like the Magic need another big. Hey, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, well, let's take another break here, and then we can uh, 
maybe something will actually happen. (laughs) (laughs) What a satisfying segment. (laughs) Let's uh, let's see if we can move some wings here. There's got to be some more value out there because we know that some contenders here need wings. Clippers here. Um, we're interested. Our, our our top two targets, really, it's a 1A, 1B. We could go either direction. Are Marcus Morris and Andre Gudala. The we we have a first round pick, but we would we would really not move that in full for either of those players in isolation. However, both the Knicks and the Grizzlies happen to have other players we are interested in. So if one of those teams is willing to do, let's say the Knicks, if you want to, if you want to have a conversation with us involving Morris and Reggie Bullock, then we could have a conversation about it first. Otherwise, we have some pretty sweet seconds to offer. Bucks here, we, we'll definitely put in a first rounder uh, for Marcus Morris. Knicks here, we would offer Kyle Kuzma as part of a package for Marcus Morris if we could get back a, a second round in this part of that deal. I see. Well, how are we going to match the salary, Lakers? Uh so it would require you guys taking on four players, or alternatively, we could call up the Hornets about using Michael Kidd Gilchrist as part of this deal. Because is, uh, as I first saw John Hollinger, the athletic point out, uh, Kidd Gilchrist can be used as kind of a step ladder where it would only take three players to match salary for him. And then Kidd Gilchrist could be traded individually for Morris or someone else. Hornets certainly w- would want a little consideration back uh, for greasing the skids there, but uh, as the Knicks, well, you so yeah. I mean, you guys would have to keep Kuzma in that construction. I mean, not have to, but you know, potentially could keep Kuzma and then send us a first round pick that we would send to New York as part of that deal. Uh, I see, and we can talk about what kind of what appropriate protection would be on that pick. Well, well, I think we we got to work it out here as the Knicks first for Marcus Morris. So, uh, Lakers, your your deal is Kyle Kuzma. I mean, I think, you know, I don't know if the Hornets necessarily going to do a first. There'd have to be some protection there. That's a lot of negotiation. I mean, if there's a way to get us Kuzma, that does really interest us. Bucks, are you talking uh, Pacers first round pick here this year? We can talk about the the specifics uh, of that um, because because we'd probably put DJ Wilson in the trade for salary matching. Uh, We could put in maybe one of our our younger players. So whether we give you that first rounder or uh, it'd, it'd be the equivalent, we're looking to get you the equivalent value of a first rounder. Uh, and so we can discuss exactly what that looks like in the end, uh, because we do have some young players too. And Clippers, uh, what is your offer? Well, we have lots of matching salary and, and Harkless is actually a good player who can, who can help you. So what, what we were thinking is Harkless. And then if you, we, if we would give it the first, if you will also include Reggie Bullock in the trade. So we're thinking Harkless matching salary and and that for our our own first for this year unprotected for Morris and Bullock. We do think Bullock has some value on his own, especially uh, considering that he only makes four million. But well, he does. But that's teams. but that we we also have like we have Detroit's twenty twenty one second, which should be pretty good. It looks you can tell how aggressively they're trying to move. Um, so we could do things like that if you if you want to do a smaller deal there. But for the first, we need more than just Marcus Morris because we think we can. There are so many wings on the market that if we're going to give up that first, it's going to be for something great. So and that's your own first. So we're basically looking like you know twenty eighth overall type of thing. Eh, we'll, we'll we'll see how we'll see how much load management we do. That might end up being more in the twenty four twenty five range. Um, yeah, I mean, I think uh, and so Bucks like Kuzma to me, you know, we would value him around you know a, a mid first rounder so that that's the most attractive to us right now um you know we also think he can play okay with either randall or mitch robinson clippers here good luck trying to make his trade work with the lakers <laughs> <laughs> um 
Well, so Bucks, you guys, you guys are going to have to come up with something that's as good as Kuzma. Okay, uh, is ultimately what what we come down here to here. So well, that, is, that's is what Kuzma? you're going up against. Oh, okay. Um, so just just in terms of a package uh, for set matching salary, you know, or sign Elise Silva's de facto expiring contract. Uh, DJ Wilson, nice young player. Dragon Bender, who's shown some things. Uh, and then, depending on what we want to do for the pick, we could put in Thanasis Antetokounmpo. Uh, Giannis is cool with, like, he got to spend half the season with his brother if this is what we need. Uh, we could also put in Sterling Brown. Uh, you can get his matching rights going to restricted free agency. He has some more value uh, where then we could talk about the pick. Uh, but that Pacers pick is is in play if that's what we need to do. Uh, and we're also curious how you, you know, if you value DJ Wilson, Dragon Bender, and Sterling Brown. Because uh, we, we do need to send out the salary. But if we need to rope in a third team, uh, if there's a team that values those players, uh, we could reroute them there. Huh. Okay. Anybody else in for Marcus Morris uh, other than... Clippers, Lakers, and Bucks. Conceptually, um, the, the Sixers would be interested, but getting that high in matching salary is really difficult for us, so we're focusing on less salary targets. Several of my teams, Rockets, Mavericks, um, maybe even Celtics, are interested, but we've gotten intel that the Bucks are the most interested team. Uh, so it's, it, this is where when one person is representing several teams where it gets tricky. Uh, but I do know that yeah. the Bucks are most motivated to make it happen. Yeah, so so the, the, none of those teams are would be willing to get to the level of like that indiana first well it's the indiana first maybe even plus uh you know these these young players uh so i i just know that the bucks are most motivated to make it happen so i'm i'm trying to inflate my bucks offer a little bit with that in mind yeah no the uh i mean that indiana first versus kuzma that is and uh, you know dj wilson it might be worth something uh again how how are the lakers gonna make this happen well, f- f- Lakers here. Yeah. Uh, we should ask about, you know, whether we might be able to include some of our players who have player options in this trade if they're willing to sign off on a trade given that they have to, uh, approve any. So, uh, can we get the agent for Kentavious Caldwell Pope? Uh, yeah, no, I think you're, you're pretty familiar with me. This is, this is what <laughs> <laughs> Would you be willing to sign off on a trade sending you to the Big Apple? No, I don't think so. I don't think I would want to, uh, to lose <laughs> lose my bird rights potentially uh, if I opt out. Uh, and in fact, uh, I'm with this great year that I'm having and a player option and full bird rights. You know, I, I kind of played ball by taking only eight million last year. So no, I, I will not be willing to waive uh, that player option. But maybe you could get one of these other guys who got player options who to waive theirs. Uh, yeah, Avery Bradley. Well, he doesn't have to waive his actually. He, he's on one year. Yeah. I had the wrong yeah, spreadsheet. He, he doesn't yeah, they, have they didn't the, sign uh, him with bird rights. Have no trade. Trade. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I know it's hard to. Uh, it, it, there's so many of them; they get mixed up very easily. <laughs> J- Javale McGee. No, loving living in LA. Uh, you know, I don't know if you heard this, but I actually like. I'm part of the the clique that hangs out with LeBron, and uh, no, no, I'm I'm uh, same thing. I'm expecting to opt out again and and really get paid with these bird rights after we win the championship this year. I mean, you're also our starting center. We would never consider trading you. We just wanted to ask to, you know, know for the record. Yeah, yeah. So if we did it with Bradley, then we could make it happen with a three-for-one trade with the Knicks. So Unfortunately, who, would, who would that be? Bradley is also our starting shooting guard, so we're not super gung-ho about that. It would be Bradley, Cousins, and Kuzma. Yeah, and, and that would work to bring back Morris. No tax issues for, for anybody involved here. But we think Bradley is actually giving you guys some value if we end up going with that construction. So we definitely would need back 
we'd want back your 2020 Hornets second round pick. Ooh, that's actually a pretty good pick. I mean, Bradley doesn't do anything for us. I don't think he, and I don't think we can really move him for value. Um, if you could, we do a separate trade there that was like Bradley for Reggie, uh, or, or that was Reggie Bullock for some like minimum salary that you guys have that wouldn't mess up, but wouldn't require more roster spots. I guess we can't, right? We couldn't do, yeah, Dudley for, uh, well, if the if or, the Knicks are if the Knicks are looking to offload people for roster spots, they have some guys that I think will will yeah. make will be able to make that work. As no, a number of my teams would be interested, so like, Oof. yeah, I mean, the, just the tough question is like, do you want Kuzma? Let me think about this because I mean, while you're yeah. thinking about it, we'd like to call up the Timberwolves because as much as we're, we value Marcus Morris Senior, he's not our first option with Kuzma. We'd put more value on Robert Covington because of the fact that he's under contract at a reasonable number for the next two seasons. So Timberwolves, we're not super interested in Kuzma. We have Carl Anthony Towns, and we're looking for looking for something different. So we we are open to moving Covington, but Kuzma doesn't move the needle for us. Rockets here. Uh, we are highly motivated to get Robert Covington. Uh, and could we have the attention of the Timberwolves, Celtics, and Thunder? Uh, we have a oh, four-team no. <laughs> idea to get Robert Covington to Houston. Uh, I figure this is very fitting for the Rockets section. Okay, is everybody sitting down? This is going to be three separate <laughs> trades. Okay, the first trade is Boston will send Daniel Tice and Vincent Poirier to Oklahoma City for Andre Robertson. The second trade will be between the Celtics, Rockets, and Timberwolves. Uh, Robertson will go from Boston now to Minnesota. Uh, Clint Capella will go from Houston to Boston. So the Celtics get the center they've been looking for. And then Covington will go from Minnesota to Houston. And then the final aspect of this trade will be between Oklahoma City and Houston, uh, where the Thunder will send Tice to Houston, giving the Rockets a center that they lost in Capella uh, for Nene plus a minimum salary player. We think Gerald Green uh, would approve a trade. We'll give him a championship ring if we win one. We'd welcome him back in the future. Uh, he's out for the year and just kind of figuring that, hey, you know, we all we all want to remain on good terms. So just to recap, uh, what each team is going to give and get, and then there'd be some draft capital involved, obviously. Uh, but just in terms of the structure for players, the Rockets are going to give Clint Capella, Nene, and a minimum salary player. They're going to get Robert Covington and Daniel Tice. The Celtics would give Tice and Poirier and get Clint Capella. The Thunder would give Robertson and get uh, Poirier and Nene and really lower their salary. Uh, the Timberwolves would give Covington and get Andre Robertson, expiring contract. And obviously the Rockets would be adding more draft capital. Uh, the Celtics would probably be adding draft capital. And the Timberwolves would be getting it. The Thunder we can talk about, uh, but they would be really dropping their payroll. Minnesota is not particularly interested in that unless the draft capital coming back is strong, like Memphis pick strong and more. Whoa, that seems, that seems well, harsh. Well, what other assets do these teams have? Well, I mean, the, the Rockets have, you know, maybe two first rounders. I mean, your first rounders are, your first rounders are bottom, bottom of the first. Uh, two two not first rounders for Covington? Yeah, that's not enough? Well, I mean, they're going to be, one of them is probably going to be this year, and this year's draft isn't that inspiring. And... Oh. Okay, and then the other one in 2023, or 2022, excuse me. Well, maybe it's more interesting if we push that other one out a little longer. Can we, we do, can. like, 25? No. The oh, no, they can't because of, the, because of the Westbrook trade. I mean, Thunder uh, here, haha. 
Um, Blazers, <laughs> Blazers here. We are also highly motivated to get Robert Covington, and we can offer you a first round pick with more upside this season. Well, our 2022 first rounder probably has more upside than Portland's this season, especially if Portland's getting Covington. Hmm. Like in terms in terms of the draft things we just discussed, I you know I, I don't think Boston's putting in the the Memphis pick for this. Boston's probably you know they're getting Capella that. It's not the same motivation. They'll add something to the pot. Uh, but it, in terms of things on the table, I think Houston's 2022 pick has the highest upside. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, okay, so if we use that, Boston, would you be willing to throw in like Ojale or Romeo Lankford? Somebody somebody who has who's not like your premium guys. We're not asking for Robert Williams or anything, but somebody who could, could help potentially help us a little bit. I mean, you're getting Clint Capella in this deal. That's a pretty transformational change for you. Yeah, in terms of adding players, it took us a long time to figure out exactly how this would work. Uh, so, uh, so we were thinking more draft picks, but maybe Ojale, we, no, no on Langford. Uh, maybe Ojale, but we, you know, we also kind of want to save him for matchups in the playoffs this year. He has an element we don't have, uh, you know, for a few minutes a game potentially. Uh, we just don't know exactly how he'd help you now. So I, I just kind of doubt. Okay. So, that, so that the some, there. some sort of draft pick compensation, let's say, okay, better. I, I, it, okay. I mean, because to me, the 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 Celtics are getting a pretty good deal here. So right, right, no, no. We like uh, so we have the the Bucks first round pick. Like that's the level where where we think. Uh, okay, okay. So yeah, that, that this is this is a framework as Minnesota that I'd be willing to accept. So so maybe if you got the Bucks first round pick and the Rockets twenty twenty two pick, is that what you're? So I mean, I was hoping for three, but if you want it to be two, and then maybe just somebody that's interesting from one of these teams, I, I don't think we need to spend too much time on well, that. Well, maybe like a second round or something, yeah. maybe. Uh, and then I, I guess from Oklahoma City's perspective, is this salary drop good enough? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we, we, all we're giving up is Robertson, who's sadly not playing for us. So yeah, that's fine. Blazers here. How do you feel about Anthony Simons? Simons is interesting. Um, he He's still really raw. And to me, he looks more like a scorer than a distributor. But, you know, we could use scores. But what Simons, to me, was so we're looking at maybe that Rockets pick could end up being better. Maybe they have a shaky year. The Bucks pick probably isn't going to be great. But that's, you know, that's okay. Hey, uh, teams involved, can we make it the better of the Celtics pick and the Rockets pick? Whichever one. And then the, the other the other team gets the other one, just in case. Uh, Celtics here, like, well, so they'd be coming from different teams as the... Yeah, so one team gets the, the we get the best one, and then whoever gets, because, the, uh, so in this version, the Rockets, mm. it's not, like, that's a minor thing. I was just thinking of a way to potentially create a Yeah, that's, but on the, the Celtics, on, the Simon, on the Simons part, as Minnesota, we, we were interested in him, but this return is better than Simons. Uh, unless you're adding him to your first round pick, in which case, that is better. <sighs> Yeah, probably we're not willing to give up an un- this year's unprotected in Simons. We'd do one or the other, but not both. Would you be willing to if it was, let's say, top 10 protected? I mean, we were really thinking if Simons was in it, that it would become the 2021 first round pick. Okay, so then, so then 2021, uh, you'll be, you'll be healthier that year. Uh, are you thinking unprotected though? Are you, th- man? What if we did top four protection? Okay, so uh, I'm going to go back then to the other team because that is a to me a meaningfully better asset than the um, than that Rockets pick because the Rockets are going to be better than the Blazers next year. Do you guys agree? And Simon, well, it's, tw- it's 2022, right? So yeah, the Rockets might be better, ne- but in 2022, I mean, ugh, the Rockets got some have some downside potential there. What if, so what if we we did top four protected 2022 and also added our 2020 pick? So you're getting three first rounders now. 
uh, okay, that, that's that's the better deal. <laughs> this is for, still for Robert. Well, Cummington, so for the right? Rockets, this is for Robert Covington and getting out of the tax and creating uh, enough. Uh, and we got to unload another minimum salary player in here too. If we're doing this, uh, M- Minnesota's you know, willing to take on that player. That's fine. Yeah, uh, and then so we're getting far enough under the tax where we we solve our mid level exception. We can be uh, powerful for buyout players. Uh, so it's not just Robert Covington for us. It's Robert Covington and the tax. Yep, yeah, Min- Minnesota's on board, so both of my teams are in. Uh, Rockets and Celtics are in. Well, it took us a while, but we made three trades at once, right? <laughs> I, I, I assume wow. this is allowable. I mean, we're going to do the Rocket strategy. If we're not going to ask, we're just going to present it to the NBA and, <laughs> and dare them to say no. All right, so what do we what do we have here? Let's Let's get a summary. Okay. Uh, Danny, correct me if I, I've got this wrong. Uh, so for the Rockets, they're going to give up Clint Capella, Nene, uh, Gerald Green, and uh, let's say Cephalosha. Uh, they're going to get Robert Covington and Daniel Tice. Uh, the Rockets are also giving up their 2020 first round pick, their 2022 first round pick top four protected. Uh, both of those are going to Minnesota. The Celtics are giving up uh, Tice and Poirier. And the Bucks first round pick, and they're getting Clint Capella. Uh, the Thunder are giving up Robertson, uh, and they're getting Poirier and Nene. Uh, and then the Timberwolves are giving up Covington and getting Robertson and all three first round picks. Uh, so, are, is everyone agreed here? Can I comment on this as the one who is not involved? My two teams are agreed. K- KP, KP's not involved either, but yes, you can. I was involved in the bitty, I guess. Yeah, uh, I mean, Capella is good still. I mean, I think he's at least a properly paid starting center. So to give up that, your 2021st and your 2022 first to get Covington and Tice and, I mean, get out of the tax, I guess. But, oof, that is a that is a heavy price to pay. The Rockets are now completely leveraged. And well, hoping to recoup some of this in the post-buyout market because now we do have some spending power. Uh, yeah, you've got about exception. five million of your mid-level exception left. Yeah, and and how much space below the tax? Uh, like two point nine million or so, if I did that right. Uh, maybe maybe in this trade we make you take a uh, Hartenstein or uh, Tyson Chandler too. Oh, I didn't take out a uh, Gerald Green, so now we're like four and a half million under the tax, uh, just as we did it. And, and you get away from those terrifying Capella incentives. Exactly. <laughs> Do. I- we're going to get to a point where Tillman Fertitta is going to personally go to Russell Westbrook and say, you have to start screaming at Clint Capella to not get any more defensive rebounds and get him yourself. <laughs> now it's Boston's problem, but I, I just can't believe the Rockets got under the tax. What a fluke. Well, I I, I, I can't believe that the like, I mean, my expectation as the as the Wolves was, especially once we were seeing where the market was going, was that Robert Covington was going to be on the team. But then all of a sudden somebody's like, holy crap, we got real blue chip assets for him. So there we go. The Blazers have to regroup because Robert Covington was our own, our plan A and our plan B and our plan C. The same with the Rockets, and that might have motivated us to, to, to bid more. I guess I didn't throw out there the construction of taking back Jeng's salary. Yeah, that wouldn't, that wouldn't, that wouldn't have moved it too mean, much for the Wolves just because he's, he's be- negative value, but it's not like we're going to, I don't think anybody's going to be falling all over themselves and sign with the Timberwolves this summer. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think that would surpass that yeah. offer. No, I mean, that's, that was a ton. I mean, we got three first round picks for Robert Covington. It's, uh, Daryl Morey doing Gerson Rosas quite the favor. I mean, this, this seems to me to be us overvaluing Covington a little bit more than the general market would. 
Well, and to I would say to an extent undervaluing Capella, but I think that the, the Celtics do really well in this deal too. Oh, absolutely. Uh, for sure. Like, I, I mean, the thing to be about Covington is, you know, it's he's a good player first off. He's got the far and away the best contract of anyone who's going to get traded, who could get traded at the deadline, because you've got another two years at less than average starter money for him. Yeah. So that combination, and, and then he just fits so well everywhere, particularly on good teams. I think that combination would lead him to be highly valued in, in practice. And again, I, I just, you know, it's not just Covington, because we've seen like last year with Shumpert, the Rockets get less return in terms of players because they value getting under the luxury tax. And 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 I have a question, like, how so I think Capella is better than Tyson. He definitely can handle uh, some matchups that the Celtics would have trouble with better. Uh, but how certain are we just overall as a player right now that Capella is better than Tice? I think so, but I am not 100% sure. I, I think I'm pretty confident about okay. it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'd be excited to see what, I mean, considering Boston's defense has already been good to see what he... To see what what comes in with having him as just one of the options in the front court. Also, that allows them to be so much more patient with Robert Williams. So, all right, we'll do this one more time here. The Rockets are giving up Clint Capella, 2021st, 2022 first, that is top four protected. Gerald Green and Tabo Cephalosha, they get back Robert Covington and a bunch of savings and Daniel Tice. The Celtics give up Tice, Vincent Poirier, Milwaukee's 2021st, which is basically fate accompli 30th overall and they get clint capella for that the wolves give up robert covington they get tabo cephalosha houston's 2021st milwaukee's 2021st and houston's 2022 first top four protected and the thunder give up andre robertson he's going to the wolves and they get vincent Poirier and nene so thunder really make out pretty well here too damn straight they do to just reduce their salary and you know, Poirier maybe plays for them. They need a they actually need a backup big. I mean, Nene Nene could play for them too. Well, not very many. Games. I guess the but there's the uh, I, I forget exactly what his incentives are. A lot of them are tied to like winning 52 games, which they're unlikely to do. So. But his 2021 uh, contract guarantees if he's on the roster in. Oh yeah, oh, so he's okay. going to get cut yeah. immediately. Okay, yeah. uh, we can do that. February 15th, eight days after the trade deadline. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> so that will do it for part one of the 2020 mock trade deadline. Check back soon. We will have part two where I promise some actual trades will happen. Talk to you all then. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.